Hello and welcome to A Thousand Hours, the podcast where, well, normally I'd say the podcast where we talk about football managers so you don't have to or something along those lines. That's my generic intro. But I feel like regardless of what we do, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be talking about football manager as well. Uh, I'm Alex Towles and I'm joined by Alex Woodward. Hello. And Alex Tamp Brown. Hello. And we are here a solid, what, two weeks, three weeks into the FN23 cycle? I'm going to go with three weeks. Yeah, three weeks into the FN23 cycle, uh, as we've had had some fun with the game. We've got our got our feet wet, got the game going, uh, and we've got some stories to tell. Oh boy, do we have some stories to tell. It is uh, worth saying, some of us have got our feet more wet than others. Yes. I'd, I'd like to say that my feet are just completely soaked in blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow, that's, uh, that's uh, a metaphor and a half, isn't it? It sure is. That, that I, I'm, I'm sure the audience Vivid. is really loving that particular imagery. Uh, Look, but yeah, that's... it wasn't me that produced the bad team on this year's um, well, top ten teams to watch out for. Is it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, we we fared differently. Uh, Alex, uh, well, the three of us, we've done okay generally. But we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, let's get started. There is next to no plan other than we've written down vaguely what we need to talk about. Uh, I will not go first. I'll let I'll, you know what, Alex. I'll I'll let us let you take us on a tour of your pool of blood. Oh, I was going to say you have no idea how little that narrows it down. There's going to be a battle to see who could get that reference in first, wasn't it? There we go. Oh dear. Anyway, um, gone. Yeah. Go on, so, um. Despite us um, recommending 20 teams, I chose none of them <laughs> to start off with. And I instead Classic. went off by myself and decided to create a club in the Serie C, uh, which was based in San Marino, to kind of get San Marino up to the top and pinnacle of Italian football. Yeah, it's quite funny how you did this, because like the the team that we've had like the most... Um positive feedback on has been your suggestion of a save with uh, the FC Vidus adjacent side. Which yeah. one? I can't remember. Oh, uh, but... it was it was it was one of them in the in the Swiss fifteen. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that database hasn't been uh, been released yet. So I decided to do this. <laughs> uh, long story short, I'll probably upload the save, not the save file, uh, all the graphics and the uh, database up to FM Scout if anybody wants to to try it. But I created a club uh, in the pre-game editor called. Uh, I'm gonna even try and say it in Italian as well. So here we go, boys. Uh, Associazione Calcio San Marino, right? And that was good. I know that was good. <laughs> um, AC San Marino. AC San Marino. Anyone yeah. who's not gonna bother, like I, I'm pretty sure Associazione. Calcio, whatever it is, that's what the AC and AC Milan stands for, isn't it? It is indeed. I, I try to be yeah. very AC authentic. San Marino. Leave yeah. it at that. Don't need to be fancy with all your foreign. <laughs> that's that's what Brexit people say podcast. about. <laughs> that's what people say about my going Deutsch podcast. This is this has gone very right wing, even <laughs> like what? Anyway, I'll, I'll 
Anyway. I was, was going to say I'll dive into my pool of blood like this makes it sound any better. Um, oh, we, we, we're rich on the visual visual language here on the yeah. here on so, to start with. Uh, at first, I I kind of got it wrong, and my first creation went wrong because I accidentally set them as professional in a team where you just add players to playable teams. And I saw when I when I was going through it, we were just top of the league because we were playing and training every day. So I went back into the pre-game editor, set them back to semi-professional like most of the teams in the league. And um, the only reason that I have still uh, got a job is because the board don't have enough money to sack me. And that's my microphone almost falling over. Um, yeah, the board don't have enough money to sack me. And um, you'll you'll understand why. How badly is it going that you think you're getting like you think you've done that bad to get sacked? Uh, well, I've played twenty three games so far this season, right. and I I didn't score a goal until the twenty third of October. Um, it's it was wow. that bad. We were losing every game until the fourth of December, where we drew one one with Alessandria. And we didn't win until two games ago against Montevarchi, which was a, a, a real slugger of a 1-0 win, which we completely did not deserve. Which, which somehow, are you in? We're in Serie C, so we're in the third tier of Italian football, and we're just getting absolutely thrown about the place. Jesus. It's, we're not relegated yet. Okay, We've got three draws and two wins, and the last two games were the two wins. So... I'm on nine points with a minus 35 goal difference. And everybody else... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, We're by far the worst team in the league. But, 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 but... The interesting thing about Serie C is that only the top team get automatically promoted and the bottom five teams get relegated. I am currently 15 points from safety with 15 games to go. No, No, sorry, not 15 points from safety. I'm 15 points from the next team above me which is Fiorenzuola, who are on 24 points. I am about 20 points from safety, but I'm also 21 points away from the playoffs of Serie C because the playoffs <laughs> go from second down to 10th, right? So if you finish 11th, between 11th and 15th, you have nothing to play for, but it's just so tightly condensed in that kind of mid-pack it, a big if, if I can put a run of games together, I may not only be able to survive, I may be able to get myself promoted and probably have a similar season. So, Tam Brown. Yes. What I'm most curious about here is like, it's like you made this yourself, yeah? Yes. Why? I, did you give yourself like an appropriate budget for a Serie C team or have you made yourself like ir- irresponsibly tiny? Um. So... <laughs> with with San Marino's budget, it, I did the reputation to reflect that of probably the worst team in Serie C because I think that was kind of accurate, and I gave them a smaller budget than the smallest budget in Serie C, not by much, by about uh, two or three thousand overall balance, no transfer budget, and about five thousand in wage budget. Right. Um, because it does need to be a, a hard save because it, 
realistically, if that yeah. team was to be created and put in that division, it would be a very, very, very hard save. Um, however, um, when I first came in, I realised that half my first team players were at best a Serie D standard. So it was kind of a, a case of trying to build a better team, but the better team was only just Serie C standard. So it really comes down to actually the tactics you play mm. in in this sort of save. And I found only two games ago that a sort of a cautious four four two direct counter attack with an advanced forward and a pressing forward Don't talk us through worked. It. So it's a four four two normal fullbacks, uh, two no nonsense centre backs. Uh, two wide midfielders, a central midfielder and a ball-winning midfielder, and then obviously the two uh, attackers up top. I've also got a sweeper-keeper on defend because that somehow weirdly works. I, I think that's mainly because my goalkeeper is actually really good at distribution, and that's it. Mm. But in possession, it is more direct passing, play for set pieces, slightly higher tempo. In transition, it's just dip, distribute quickly and counter. And then out of possession, it is literally low block, low defensive line, get stuck in, drop off players and try and funnel them out wide. So is this something you've been playing the whole time or have you like landed on this after a bit of experimenting? Uh, this is something that I've really tinkered with. I tried to do the basic 4-2-3-1 Gagan press um, and that's when we were just getting absolutely blown apart. Yeah, because your players don't have the brain cells to press. Yeah. Um, my best player is a is a 15 year old that i managed to pick up because he has italian citizenship right right but he's not italian he's south african um and uh he's a he's he's a regen he's a generated player because obviously you know real self-respecting player is going to join this um hellhole <laughs> so um Mazwandile shabalala as a ball-winning midfielder, is currently the crux of my team at 15 years old. Oh my god, he, he absolutely passes the name test, though. He, he absolutely passes the name test, because I just all I can think of is uh, the 2010 World Cup and Shabalala! Yes. Yeah. Um, and I only picked him up in at the start of January, and he's made two appearances and scored, and he's got a an average rating of, I think, something ridiculous. Yeah, 7.75. So where are you roughly in the save? Like you're halfway through your first season. I'm I'm 25th of January, and I've got a lot to do to survive. Jesus, that means you're like you're probably gonna have to pull together like promotion level form to pull yourself out of what a 15 point gap. Yeah, um, most of my players are San Marinese, mm. or have uh, another national or of another nationality, but have Italian blood in them so that they yeah. can kind of get past the work permit rules because it's non. I think the rules for Serie C are very, very strict on who you can actually play. Okay. So um, I'm just I'm just looking at it now. You're not allowed any trialists, unlike the bottom tier in Scotland, where you are allowed trialists. And uh, teams are not allowed to sign any non-EU players from abroad, which basically mm. means any generated player who's non-EU, you can't sign. Christ. Yeah, it's horrendously difficult. And my team is full of generated players. I, I sacked all the I sacked all the generated players that were in the team because they weren't good enough and they were all on non-contracts anyway. And I mm. basically replaced them with a load of Italians who have now declared for San Marino. 
which is a bit of a win, but it's so difficult when most of your team is two stars and you've got one four star player who is Shabalala. Sounds like sounds like lower tier football manager to me. It's 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 beautiful. It's my baby, but I don't want to get relegated because I don't want to not be able to manage them because that would suck (laughs) me. Yes, that would be horrible. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's one of those where. Obviously, it's really, really rough. But, like, I think... Sure, surely there were some players who were willing to come to you, or did like, or was it, like, no one would come? Um, the only players that would come were some free agents. So mm. I, I signed Filippo Fabri, who is a 21-year-old San Marino international. <laughs> <laughs> uh, free agent Eduardo Colombo, who is also a 22-year-old San Marino international. And that was it. Those are the only real players that wanted to come to the club. The others were literally fifteen-year-olds who didn't have a club and were generated players in Italy that wanted Jesus. to come. Okay, yeah. Because I mean, I'm just thinking back to well, at, at the start of my current save, like it was kind of fine, but we were able to bring in people on like two, three hundred pounds a week if I worked the space in the wage budget, and I think similar happened like in my Edinburgh save. But but those were both in like the UK where there are just players floating around naturally, and if there's not really the players around, then it can be really really hard. Yeah, uh, you, you, with this save, you have to turn on add players to playable teams, and I stupidly also ticked do not add key staff, mm. which I should have done because <laughs> trying to source any staff for this this is horrible. I currently have a head physio, a head of youth development, and an assistant manager, and that's it. Decent. That's all you need. That's all you need. It's it's just complete vibes. Have you got any coaching badges? <laughs> My coaching badges were done on the recommended um, on the recommended thing for the for the club. So mm. I have a national B license, and my uh, experience is Sunday league football. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that's better than I started out in this year's save. I started with like the lowest license it would give me, National oh. C. Just because I wanted, I, w- I wanted to see my growth. I wanted to really grow as a manager and a man. I've, I've grown as a man, but only grown more sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you've, you've been sat there silently throughout Alex's tale of woe. Do you, do you have any, any thoughts on the San Marino save? Yeah, I don't I don't do saves like this. I'll be honest. I'm a very lazy <laughs> player. <laughs> I'm I'm oh. yeah, never doing anything like this. It's it it's one for the football manager sadomasochists. I'd I'd put it that way. <laughs> You're telling us, mate. You're telling us. I think because I, I did a creator club save last season. There was one that went not viral, but had like a few thousand likes on Twitter. Uh, where you create a Red Bull franchise in the Premier League, RB Oxford, uh, which replaced Chelsea, because obviously at the time Chelsea were in a ownerless situation, so it was funny to replace them. Uh, and that one, that one went pretty well for me. Um, like the expect- club expectations were like finished with table, and I managed to get us into like the Euro- European spaces. But that's because our reputation was that of a mid-table Premier League club, like we came in with a four and a half star reputation. I imagine the lower you put your reputation, it makes these kind of things a lot, a lot harder. So I imagine 
And if anything, Tap Brown, you've already stuffed yourself by making your reputation a bit too low. That's the bit where you've made it real sadomasochism. Yeah. You, just an extra half a star, maybe you would have been all right. Yeah, I think an extra sort of 50 points in the in the pregame editor, and it it might sort itself out, I think. But I I want it to be I wanted it to be hard. It has been hard. Um and I I I'll be honest, I gave I kind of gave up on it because <laughs> I was re- I was just it was just a slog. So I I started a new save, but I'm also going to kind of make a few more custom club databases based loosely on what we discussed in the in the uh, in the opening episode and go for interesting saves i.e. clubs that shouldn't be in that league but are in that league if you get what i mean yeah the old uh, can you win a spanish league with the andorran with an andorran team kind of thing basically yeah i've i've, I've just right. gone into the pre-game editor sorry and i i put the reputation at uh, 2050 right that um, means nothing to me Oh, Vienna. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Out of of 10,000, it's like 20%. So it's it's kind of rock bottom almost, I suppose. And then Mm. in comparison to the teams that are in the Serie C, um, their reputations are sort of 3,000. Well, the biggest team is Virtus Antello, which is 5,300. And they all have balances of about a hundred thousand, and transfer budgets of about seventy thousand. And I've got about a ten thousand pound balance. <laughs> so I, I think maybe I, I need to tweak it a little bit until it's ready to post. But mm. I'm, I'm going to play around with it a bit. Yeah, have a have a fiddle, see what you can figure out because it's a really really good idea. I, I love the idea. I just don't think. I, I, I think your reputation's a bit too low. I, I think you've got to, got to give it a little bit of a boost, else you're just going to be stuffed immediately. Like only the hardcoreest of hardcore are going to be able to save yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm tempted to run a few um, trial runs where you, you know, when you can put the the start date at like right at the end of the European season, mm. and just run a few sims like that to see how they do with a better rep. I'm just going to increase it by about 100 each time and see yeah. where where's fair. Fair enough. All right. Shall we leave leave San Marino there? Cool. I'll go next because I know Tam, Tam Brown was doing something interesting. Start with him being interesting. Woodward's got some interesting ideas that he's going to chuck in at the end. Uh, and I'll just go in the middle with my bog standard National League South save because as mentioned in episode one, I've gone to Taunton Town, uh, my local side. Uh, you you might have heard that we're not the only people making FM content on the internet who are playing with Taunton Town this year. Uh, a little little guy you may have heard of called Zealand has picked that picked up Taunton this year. If you haven't heard of him, I don't know what you're doing because he's like one. Of, if you if you manage to find us but not Zealand, then either you're living under a rock or you're my mum. Uh, but yeah, he, he's he's doing Taunton Town, and I am delighted to report that two seasons into my Taunton Town save, within one and a half seasons in, I'm doing better than him. I am better at football manager than Zealand. It's official. Get yourself on the stream showdown. Yes, The scientific test has been completed. (laughs) 
Yeah, because uh, in his first season, he got into the playoffs, which is very impressive, but then lost the playoffs. Whereas I won the league. I won the National League South in my first season with Taunton Town. Uh, we were predicted to finish 23rd, I believe. Uh, but then got 96 points across 46 games. And if we hadn't gone on a run of one point from three games to end the season, we could easily have broken the record of points in a season, which was 103 in the National League South. We had a relatively tricky start. Like It took me a little while to figure out a tactic that really worked and consistently grind out wins. But when I figured it out, we didn't lose a game between the end of August and February 18th. Five and a half months. That's no good. losses. That is so good. That was that was a lovely time. And it was all all due to one man, one beautiful, beautiful two-star current ability, two-star potential man. Can I guess who it is? I, I, you know who it is, but yes, you can. Is, is, is it the guy that I, I mentioned on the, the previous episode? Who's that? I can't remember. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Was it? Is it Nick Makuti? It's Nick Makuti. Yes, Nick Makuti. Which one of the one of the best names in the game? Can we just acknowledge acknowledge what a great name Nick Makuti is? If he doesn't become your assistant manager, uh, he's not. Beca- he, he's unfortunately uh, he, he's being released at the end of the second season, and he does not want to continue a career in football after he retires. So. Well, you need and to get into the pre-game myself. editor and change that <laughs> now. Uh, but no, Nick McCutey, what a legend. He scored 41 goals in 43 games in the National League North. And I'd say the three games that he missed were all before I figured out what I was doing with him. I just chucked him in. Like, you know, like, he was a target man on attack in at spearhead of a 4-3-3. And it was just incredible like everything he touched turned to goals uh he had 190 shots across the season uh which was more than two and a half times more than the second highest of my team which was 70 uh and who would, would anyone like to guess what the next highest goal scorer was for my taunton town side it'll, it'll be something pitiful like eight i mean i was gonna go like four it was nine uh nine oh. Um, God, who was it who got nine? The other striker, Warwick. Warwick got nine. Warwick oh, got sorry. released at the end of the season. Do you even need to remember his name when someone got forty-one goals? No, and um, we don't need to. Uh, he, he got. He, I, I think he got zero assists as well. He just. He just scored goals. That's all he did. And well, he was very, very good at it. If 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 Warwick is listening, you just not Nick McCoy. Yeah, I unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, Jesus Christ! What a what a game! What a, what a season for the man! It was incredible. Uh, and he, he yeah, average rating of seven point six five. It's not too shabby either. Seven point six five is very very good. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, I had one other player I wanted to bring to you guys' attention. I had Sam Allardyce, the centre back, right. The centre back who's the grandson of the actual Sam Allardyce. Yes, yes. love signing <laughs> him when I'm a lower league manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. He's only five eleven, which is a shame. But and, and, and to think you got the good. grandson of Sam Allardyce to play in a four three three. You're a heathen. You're a oh, heathen. Sam Allardyce is the grandfather of modern football data. Did not know that. 
And his Bolton team, they were ahead of the curve. I mean, fair, fair enough. I, I suppose Any... we don't really give Big Sam the big deserve he deserves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, my 4-3-3 is pretty, pretty basic. I It took me a bit of fiddling to land on it, but I am a 4-3-3... Um, what's the word? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of the word. I Yeah. 433 connoisseur. There we go. I'm a 433 connoisseur. I, I've been using a 433 in each of the last three games, and it's never let me down. Uh, however, this this year's one is a bit different. Normally, I'm the kind of guy who will go with a uh, deep line playmaker at defensive midfield, uh, playing up to box to box midfielder and then a central midfield uh, on attack, like was so overpowered in last year's game uh, to get it up front. But this year, my deep line playmaker has been replaced with a ball-winning midfielder because no one needs to pass when you're in the National League South. Uh, and it's very, very useful to have that ball winner back there because we need defence, and he's the only one who can provide it. Honestly, ball-winning midfielders this year are something else. Mm. They, they can just cover anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying my ball-winning midfielders. Uh, and yeah, we got... So just a standard goalkeeper. I, I One of my big things is I don't like using normal fullbacks. They're boring. I have my wingbacks. I've got one on support and one on attack. Uh, ahead of the wingbacks, I've got uh, two wingers. A winger on attack on the same side as the wingback on support. And then an inverted winger on support on the same side as the fullback on attack. Uh, two centre-backs, just standard central defenders. One on defend one on cover, and then, of course, target forward on attack, Mr. Nick Lacuti through leading the line. Just incredible stuff. And and it's carried through and done pretty well in the National League as well, this tactic. Uh, of course, it was a pretty pretty rough summer, I'm sure you can imagine, having a side that's barely good enough for the National League South uh, and trying to make them good enough to survive the National League. It's a pretty hefty jump, uh, and we weren't doing great to start the season. Uh, we stalling while i find the fixtures stalling while i find the fixtures so i'm definitely turning mine to a jingle good uh <laughs> gotta hit the arrange club friendly and then cancel um our first few games of the season went draw win loss win loss win loss win loss draw win loss so we were the picture of inconsistency um, through till the end of October, when I don't know what clicked. I think I, I, I actually know. I, I tell a lie. I know exactly what clicked. I stopped trying to go for games late and just kind of accepted when we drew games. And then we stopped losing, believe it or not, uh, and went on a run of not losing in the league. Not quite as impressive as the run in the National League North South, uh, but we didn't lose through all of December, all all of all of November or December. No losses in the league. Our first loss in the league came on the 30th of January away at Torquay. They beat us 2-0. Gosh darn Torquay. Um, no, not gosh darn Torquay. Oi, you. What, what's like a Torquay? What's a Torquay? Torquay's Your a lovely main. place. And I'm quite Torquay's a lovely place team. and I have, I have many happy memories of Torquay, I'll have you know. I'm their ground. I'm still going to shake my fist at them for that, That's understandable. Uh, but yeah, we we then our, our mid-season form carried us through to a unlikely playoffs push, and by unlikely I mean 
I wasn't even considering us in contention of a playoff place until like the last two games of the season when I realized we were only three points outside the playoffs. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those where the league's just not good. You know, like, like no one wanted to win the National League this season. Uh, like I finished eighth on 70 points. Champions Gateshead had 80 points. That's 10 points between first and eighth. There's just, just not much space. Uh, but no, we bottled it and drew our last three games in a row uh, when Aldershot were trying their hardest to bottle it by losing four, three of their last five and we just couldn't couldn't get it over the line. It was a real shame. But hey, eighth in the league in our first season in the Vanarama National, I will absolutely take. I'd say that's a really good and respectable finish for Taunton mm. Town. Oh, yeah, also, yeah. I... I did, in fact, replace Nick McCooty for the second season because he could not cut it at National League level, bless his heart. Uh, I brought in Rob Street. Uh, if you are a... If, if you're a Palace connoisseur... Fan? Pardon? Crystal Palace fan? Yeah, if, you, if you're a Crystal Palace fan or a, or a League 1, League 2 connoisseur, you might be aware of the name Rob Street uh, because he's currently, in real life, on loan at Shrewsbury Town in League 1. In the game, he made absolutely no appearances for Shrewsbury and then got released by Palace on a free. And then I picked him up by paying him almost double what I'm paying everyone else. Uh, and he came in and was fine. Not not amazing, but fine. He got 25 goals in the league last season, which is a very solid return for anyone not called Nick McCooty. Can I ask a very weird budgeting question? Yeah, go on. Because I, I found last year with last year's FM was that if you got promoted from the National League North, because I did a save with York City, is that when you went into the National League, your budgets just increased massively and you could just spend at the same level, almost. Did you find that you could spend at the same level as the rest in the National no. League? No, right, I okay. could not. Uh, I, I imagine that's probably a function of York City actually being quite a big team, to be fair. I, I, I didn't know whether or not it was it was that or whether or not the game was a bit optimistic with how interchangeable we know national leagues south mm. and north teams are very interchangeable with the national league and then also national league teams are interchangeable with league two but i just kind of i felt it was a bit unrealistic to to literally go nln and up to the national league and then straight into league two almost without any sort of stoppers almost last year so i, I was interested as to your your thoughts on that? So Taunton are a small side. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, this season in real life is their first season at National League South level. Before then, they have never been in anywhere above the eighth tier of English football. Uh, in game, uh, in terms of when I got promoted, we did have almost double the, the um, wage budget in the National League than we did in the National League South. But that's because our wage budget, our weekly wage budget, jumped from 4,000 to 6,000. That's okay. not very much, even for the national league. No, no, that's that's not that's not very much. Because no. I remember when I went up, it literally doubled from something sm kind of small, like eight thousand, to about sixteen thousand, and it just yeah, meant that so, I could sign loads of players. So there's that. Like you, even York in the national league north had eight thousand. We had four thousand as Taunton, uh, and now going into my third season, my budget for my third season is nine thousand. 332 per week, uh, to be precise. Uh, and I'm almost immediately going to go and spend that on bringing in more players on like £300 a week because that's all I can afford. 
uh, and also they are of course part time, and we can't afford to be professional. We can't even afford to improve our training facilities. Uh, this has been one of the things that really annoyed me uh, is that in the summer, in order to sign any players that were any good, like obviously I did the classic thing of just scalping the released players of Premier League sites, but no one would come unless I promised to improve my training facilities because Taunton's training facilities in game are rated as poor. But the game, the, the board in game have just not not said yes to me improving my training facilities whatsoever. They, it's, I, I've asked like once every couple months and they're always like, we don't have the funds. And I don't even get that little option to try and talk them around. I just said, no, piss off. And it's very sad. I, I feel for you here. Um, I know Zealand commented about it about mm. not making promises to players. But this year it feels almost impossible to not make promises to players. Oh, yeah. They, they really want thought. improved training grounds for some reason. I've noticed it with... So when I when I ditched the AC San Marino, I, I did a save um, with an extended database that doesn't work in England. Again, swimming in this pool of blood. And mm. everyone just wanted uh, improved training facilities. I'm like, I'm in the eighth tier. It's mm. not going to happen. See, fortunately, most of these guys, um, their promises extended across the full length of their contract, and most of them signed for two years. So Nico Lawrence, my star centre-back, Fedel for us Lang, Ross Lang, my star winger, Rob Street, we've already mentioned, and Jack Turner, who is a very, very good ball box-to-box midfielder in that he has 16 stamina and then nothing in any other stat. Um, they all don't actually want the improved training facilities until next year. So I've got another year to try and improve my training facilities, but it's probably not going to happen because I don't see any way in which the board has enough money in the bank to even say yes, because like at times last year, we had 50 grand in the bank. We were in, we were in the black by 50 grand and they was just still said no. And it makes me very sad. So I'm just going to have to, going to have to live with that pain, I suppose. Don't cry for me, Argentina. No, but I am, I'm, I'm sneakily hopeful that I can get promoted to League Two next year, even with my um, still probably not quite National League standard team. Because like, if I can come outside the playoffs and half the time throw away points because I'm going for games that I really I should just sit back and take the draw, uh, I think next year, if I just become a drawing machine, then I think we can make the playoffs pretty easily. There could be a problem, though, for you. And mm-hmm. I know it sounds unrealistic and just really unlikely, but you could have a situation which the, uh, the like chairman of the club starts dissing you for no reason whatsoever, and then they sack you, and then they release this weird reason as to why they sacked you, and go, no, no, he actually wanted to resign, blah, 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 and a lot of nonsense. And then you have a massive process of your next game, and you lose in added time after questionable refereeing decision. Uh, do you know what? It's not going to happen. That's a completely made-up example. But yeah. has I mean, no... fan-owned fan-owned clubs never do that, right? Big Kevin Sturm, especially if it's a fan-owned does. club, especially if your Taunton mm. is fan-owned. Exactly. Um, uh, well, yeah. my favourite thing about Kevin Sturmey, who's the CEO of Taunton Town, is that he's also the groundskeeper. <laughs> I've just, I don't know why, but I've now just got this idea of groundskeeper really owning a football club. You've now convinced me to do it. Put it that way. <laughs> So, tell you what, the hairdryer treatment would be rough, wouldn't it? 
Right, let's take a break there. I think I've espoused about my taunt inside enough for now. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and discuss whatever Alex Woodward has been up to in the first few weeks of FM23. Hello and welcome back to the Nick McCooty Fan Podcast. Okay. Let's say hello. Oh, there we are. I, I, you just, I just didn't react at all, though. I was very oh, no. sad. I was expecting at least a mild acknowledgement of that. I, I acknowledged. I said okay. <laughs> uh, so we've heard about my escapades, uh, the wildly successful escapades as manager of Taunton Town. But we've heard about Alex Tant Brown's wildly unsuccessful escapades as manager of AC San Marino. Uh, Alex Woodward, are you going to take us somewhere in the middle of the road? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be honest, I've only done 10 games on my main save because I've I've not been playing a lot of Football Manager, which is great for this podcast, but... Boo! Boo! (laughs) Only one of us with a full-time job. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) That's not not it, I'll be honest. I I had the... I won't say what game it was, but I just wanted to play a different game for a bit, and, and I played that game for a little bit. Basically, when MasterChef Professionals starts, I always play one game whilst it's on for some reason. And so I've been playing a lot of that game. Anyway, I won't say what it is. It was a Tour de France game. Anyway, we'll move on now. Um, so, <laughs> what, what link do they have? I just start... I don't know why. One day, I just was playing the game whilst watching an episode. And then I did it again the next day by coincidence. The next day by coincidence. And now we're just linked together in my head. Anyway, we're having a rough tour de France, my team, so we're not going to go into it. But <laughs> so go into go into your FM save. Go on. Right, we'll do that. So on the last podcast, I said that people should pick Calgary as a team to play as, and that was going to be my main save. So you might remember a couple of weeks ago, and we don't need to get into the World Cup, but there was the comment from one of the Qatari ambassadors about their views on homosexuality, and you can guess what they were, and guess that I disagree with them. But Lazio fans put up a massive banner in support, and I remember making a comment about it on our group chat going, oh, typical Lazio. And suddenly, in the middle of watching a random episode of Taskmaster, I just went, wait, I never looked up what Calgary fans are like. And so I googled Calgary fans, and I found things that I didn't want to find, because I I completely forgot there was a moment this year with uh, Fikar Tamori and Mike Mannion, where they had been accused of racist abuse, and there was that really weird moment a few years ago with, with uh, Romelu Lukaku, where he said the Calgary fans had been racist, which seems likely. And then the Inter fans had responded to him by, by saying, oh no, what you don't understand, which is so passive-aggressive, what you don't understand is that it's not racism, it's just a way to like get get an advantage of the opponents. No, no, you don't well, get to... Still racism. <laughs> it's still racism, you don't get to use it as an excuse to like just mess up the opponents, it's not okay. So There's I completely... No excuses. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Go and read the, the, the letter the Interfan sent to Lukaku because it is absolutely mind-bogglingly terrible. It, it's awful. It's the sort of letter that would make you not want to play for the club again. And it's the letter that reminds me that I should really prefer AC Milan out the two sides. But I decided to 
abandoned Calgary as a result of that. And after literally seconds of thinking about it, I picked Palmer to replace them because, you know, basic and lazy. Mm-hmm. But there are some advantages. First of all, Palmer's kits is just exceptional, even in the sort of fake form, because obviously there's not the licensed kits in Football Manager. Not like the licensed kits are ultra detailed anyway, but the Palmer kits are still nice. So, so that's obviously good. They've got Gianluigi Buffon still which is also fantastic because I don't think I've ever had a goalkeeper that good, apart from, of course, Robin Zentner. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. And they've got a squad that's expected to push for Syria immediately. And I found last year with Salto Vigo, I found it more interesting keeping the side at the top than getting them there. And that's really the first year I've experienced that. Like, I've always preferred the journey to the top. But that last year, I found keeping them at the top to be more entertaining. So maybe that'll be true of this year as well. I am hoping to leave Palmer like after maybe four seasons or so and go to another club, whether that be at the top of France or the top of Italy or top of Germany. Probably not the top of Spain again, just because I did that last year. But yeah, I, I've decided to do Palmer. I was very optimistic about the save, and then we were absolutely terrible through the opening three games of the season. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm regretting this already. And my response was to sign all the old people. Like, I know there's a, a common joke about football manager players turning down anyone over the age of 25, and that's only because it's entirely 100% accurate. But I've decided to go older. So I've signed, I think, three or four players and all of them are 20, the four players and all of them are 29 or older. And suddenly, okay. I've won seven games on the bounce and I'm second in the league as a result. So I signed, uh, my first one was to sign Jeremy Menez from Red, oh, I'm going to go wrong, Regina. And he was interested in coming to Palmer. I was like, well, this is the only time I'm ever going to manage Jeremy Menez, so why not? And he's got <laughs> seven goal contributions through nine games. Decent, so, decent. I mean, fair enough. He's worked See, out for me. Uh, yeah. I actually kind of do want to do this in my Taunton save. I want to be able to mm. bring in some experienced heads to coach through my team of essentially under-23s and make sure that they don't yeah. absolutely lose it dynamics-wise. The problem is I don't have the money to because and like the, like the stereotypical way of doing this would be to look for a National League stalwart who played every game last season, has just been released because they're old uh, and will be willing to sign for me. But all of these players were paid reasonable money by the other guys and so won't come to me where I will exploit them for 300 quid a week. Yeah, see, Palmer are a big club and a lot yeah, of players Palmer who I... professional football side. Yeah, a lot of the players I, I reached out for were transfer listed or at lower sides in... Well, Jeremy Menez was at a lower side in Serie B, so... He was interested. I don't think Regina were particularly interested in keeping him because I think I only spent two hundred grand on him. So decent, yeah, absolutely fantastic. My next one was to sign Bebe because I like Ravi Carno and you know Bebe good and all that. And I just remember that free kick he just smashed into the top corner against Girona to get Rio into La Liga. So happy feelings. Uh, he cost one hundred and forty grand because Rio were looking to move on and. He's averaging 7.21 so far, so he's, he's okay. Do. But my main thing with him was that he can play all of 
he can play like three positions really well. I can't remember if it's left wing, right wing and centre forward or or left wing, central attacking mid and right wing really well. And he can play all the roles I want to play. So he was pretty much ideal. I then signed, who was the next one? Oh, I signed, oh, what's he called? I can't find him. Kevin Morvald from Union Berlin. Oh, Merval, who, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if he's played at all this year. But Union Berlin, for some reason, just let him go. And so I got him on a I got him on a free and he's easily my best player. Or at least on paper he's my best actually, I think he's my best player. He's one of my best players on paper. And he's he started okay through five games. And then finally Mate Vidra because championship. And he's had one goal in his opening four games. But you know he's he's game, but oh, two two goal contributions. He also had an assist. So our, our old men are dragging us up the table, and we're starting to actually play well. And I would say if you are looking at doing Palmer, there's one really good young player. Um, well, youngish Adrian Bernabe, who's twenty one, and he looks like he's going to go far. So hopefully, I can build my entire squad around him, even if he's not like ideal, because I believe his. His best sort of positions is um, Mazala and that Cavalli, Cavalli, Cavalli. That one. Um, I can't remember what it is, and I can't. I don't have it written down in front of me, so I forgot how the letters went. I, what am I saying? Anyway, so I I also had to revert back to my old tactic because I started off with a sort of adapted version of my formation from South Vigo last year and it was a disaster and everyone was playing horribly and then I sort of went back to exactly the same like literally exactly the same as last year and now we're playing well again so that's good yeah yeah it's a the the match engine does seem to be very similar to last year in that like the same tactics that were good last year are good this year like center mids on attack have been working well for me hmm. uh like if, if I was playing in a higher division, I'm sure I'd swap out my ball-winning midfielder for a deep-line playmaker and my target man for an advanced forward and still be doing really well. It's, yeah. it, it's interesting. But yeah, I, yeah the, the, the tactic was really not that different to last year's. And yet it still was dreadful. And as soon as I changed it and added old people, suddenly it started to be very good. What were the differences out of interest? Well, if I remember correctly, both a deep line playmaker and did I have a ball winning midfielder? Did I have a ball? no? I'm trying a ball winning midfielder. They were both further back. Instead of playing with an attacking midfielder, I played with an advanced playmaker. I believe I've switched which ones the inverted foot, um, winger and the inside forward. That's just because Bebe is better an inside forward on the left, and mm. the other guy, Dennis the Man, Dennis the Myth, Dennis the Legend, Dennis Man, um, is better as an inverted winger. But honestly, I just keep chopping and changing those two around anyway. It doesn't seem to make much of a difference. So long as whoever's playing there is good at the role that they're playing in. And it doesn't really change no matter which one I have in, which role I have at which side of the pitch. Last season, I tried yeah. to sign Dennis Mann at West Brom because he was throwing a hissy fit at Palmer. I paid the money they wanted, but Dennis Mann wouldn't come without uh, me paying him like 50 grand a year. And so I didn't. <laughs> I think Wolfsburg wants him. I'm already not happy, but oh yeah, and that, that was the other thing is that I I keep switching between complete forward and deep lying forward because, like on the um on the preset tactic, it's meant to be a complete forward. But like when I started, none of my players could play complete forward, so I went back to deep lying forward, which is what I did Go with South Vigo. Target forward. 
No. Target forward on attack. You know have, you want to. I have I to agree to. with towels here. Target forwards are. I'm pretty sure none of our players can play anyway. They just need yeah. to be six if, foot two plus. Uh, they they just need to be like if if they are strong and can finish. Yeah. But like I, I've moved on past Matt Smith now, so I'm 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 through that era of my life when I wanted Matt. Look, Peter now. Capaldi was better, and we all know it. <laughs> So many uh, times I made that joke at Ellen Road. I, I really Ooh. wasn't expecting. Anyway, to be... I won't do any more of that because we will get like copyrighted. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting to be such a target forward convert this year. I didn't like them. I, I've never really got on with them at all through my time playing FM. But it's the only thing that Nick Makuti could do. And whenever I played him doing it, he scored a load of goals. And then this season, when replacing him, I decided to just get a different, just get a version of Nick Makuti where he was slightly better at everything at football that wasn't finishing and heading. And it's, and it's worked all right, so I can't really complain. It's just kind of, it's weird how I'm such a target forward convert now. Like, if you'd ask me this, I just, I, I used to be sworn on to advanced forwards, but now, now I'm a target forward man. Let's face it, Evan, I was good as wide target man. Two wide target men, to be precise, one on either side. I've never, I've Perfect. never tried a wide target man. That's that's the one position role I've never gone for. I'll, I'll be I'm, honest. I'm, guessing... I'm just, I'm incredibly vanilla. I, I'm, I'm barely going to adjust this tactic from now until the end of time. I'm fine I mean, with it. I'm, I'm still trying to recreate my glory one centre back formation from fm i think it was fm 20 <laughs> oh i'm so I going to put that in on to uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later but i'm going to be doing oh, an yeah. edit to save which I, I mentioned on the last podcast i'm going to get you into the game and do one center back and all your teams will only be allowed to have one center back that's Jesus fine maybe the, good luck the, you're, the going, you're going to get so fired from so many places no it's an edit to save so it's become untackable oh even better <laughs> even better with buy-in I was, I was, oh was going to say, when you were looking for your replacement for Nick McCooty, was it literally just like create search filter from player? Is that how you kind of went about no, it? No, I, so I, I used the uh, rem- recruitment focus feature to find uh, some target forwards that had more than th- three star or more current ability. Because the thing is, if we're back on the topic of Nick McCooty, so obviously I replaced him with Rob Street. Now, the thing is with Rob Street, is that the things that make Nick Bakuti good, he's really good at. Like, he's got 11s and 12s in some places. But then everything else was, like, 4s and 5s. Like, he had Nick Bakuti has 4 compo- composure, which is incredible. Uh, but, yeah, Rob Street is just, in general, a much better footballer. But Nick Bakuti is better than Rob Street at 6 things. And those 6 things are finishing, long shots, aggression, determination, acceleration, and strength. Those are the six things in which Nick McCooty is better than Rob Street. <sighs> Makes no sense. No, it does. It, it does. Like, he, Nick, the thing is about McCooty is he's not slow. He had, like, 12 pace and 11 acceleration. Yeah. Um, and, like, 13 strength. McCooty had... He, it has something like eight stats at higher than like eleven or higher out of twenty, and five of them were pace, heading accuracy, aggression, strength. No, 
Aggression was also one of them. Six of them were pace, acceleration, strength, aggression, heading accuracy, finishing, which is all you need from a target forward, which is why he was so good. Because in the Nola Leagues, if you're good at the thing that you need to do, it doesn't matter if you're rubbish at everything else. So, yeah, the fun thing about playing in the lower, lower, lower leagues is that it doesn't matter how good you are at a footballer in general. So long as you're good at the very specific things that football manager thinks you need to do the job that you need to do, you're going to do quite well. And that's why Nick Bakuti was so good, because he had like 12 finishing, 12 acceleration and pace, 13 strength, 15 aggression. And you don't need much more else to be a target forward. And so he just absolutely ruined everyone in the National League who was trying to defend him because he was quicker than them and stronger than them and could actually put the football in the goal, even if he did have four composure. Nice. 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 Um, nice. We nice. were talking about Alex Woodward saves and then I went on a tangent about Rob Street and Nick McCutty. That's more than fine. I, I Sorry, I was, I was trying to... I was looking through one of the players at Dinero Dresden, uh, Julius Carter. Wasn't he the guy who signed for Union and then immediately left again, like after a week? I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. Sure it was, because he played for Union and then he moved to Dresden and then Union activated his buyback clause. And then after like a week, it wasn't a week, it was it was a month, they, they sold him back to Dinero Dresden. Was the weirdest thing, and I'm pretty sure it's him because it shows up as him having joined Dinamo Dresden for 500 grand twice. So, so what are your thoughts on your football manager? Yeah, it's good. It's good, isn't it? Should we talk about your editor save? Because you, you you mentioned yes. it a little bit. Yeah, so I said I was going to do this like in the first episode. So I really like the YouTube series Fumble Dimension. And in fact, they did an episode on Football Manager once, which I ashamedly haven't watched but uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Fumble Dimension is it's John Boyce the greatest YouTuber of all time and I will hear no discussion on it and Kofi Yeboa essentially just messing with video games and, and trying to get the weirdest things to happen so they've like destroyed the NBA on NBA 2K or they've had a team of Shohei Otanis on MLB the show and they, they, they have stuff like that like if the Mariners just threw at every single player which means something to people who watch baseball and, and to me, uh, but maybe not to you too. But anyway, the, the whole point is that they, they take video games and they just mess with them. And I thought, God, I'll be really fun to do with Football Manager, like just taking a nation and really messing around with everything in that country on the, using the in-game editor. And because I have such an attachment to German football, I decided to do it with German football. Also, it's easy because, like, if I if I did it with Spain, I'd have to keep the squad registration requirements in in my mind when I was when I was making my changes. Whereas with Germany, there are very lax registration rules, so it's much less of a problem. And in the very rare case it does become a problem, I'll just deal with it then and there. So that's the idea. I've put Ted Lasso into the game, and that's like one of the things I'm going to talk about first. I was going to create my own AFC Richmond in the Creator Club feature, and I can't remember what I was going to name it after, but I found a place Just go in and play Berlin. FIFA 23. Go and play FIFA 23. Alex, you know that's, you. that's not happening. It's never <laughs> happening. <laughs> I, I, I gave up on manage an international team than play FIFA 23. Oh, I, well, I did manage an international team. I managed Spain last year. So after after you ridiculed and mocked me for choosing a national team, as as a side thing, it wasn't. 
yeah. my only thing. It was Fair it enough. was South Vigo and Spain. Oh, so oh, okay. and yeah. also club, club and I, country saves are acceptable. Okay. I am going to go back to that. I don't care that FM twenty three has come out because I uh, I finished that save in twenty twenty nine, which means obviously the twenty thirty World Cup's coming up and it's in Spain. And so get to be the Spanish national team manager at a World Cup in Spain. Just seems like it'd be great. I haven't got around to doing it yet, so I'll do it. After I've done one season at Palmer, I'll go back. I know this is incredibly weird, but it's this what I'm deciding to do. So I was going to I found a like a small place in Berlin that began with R I C. So it sounded like Richmond, but not really, because it's like Rickendorfenhausen or whatever mm-hmm. it was, which I'm sure is absolutely what the name was. And I was going to put them into the game, but then I realized I couldn't be bothered and I put him in charge of Byroyf instead. Which is very <laughs> similar in literally no way at all. They're just yeah, like I, 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 I the was just worst thinking. Team. It sounds like you almost did a Rassenball Sports Leipzig, where you found something that kind of sounds like what you want, and then put it in the game under that name. Yeah, and then I decided not to. But like, there's a lot I want to do with this. I'd say starting off with like the thing that everyone does. Literally, truly every human being on planet Earth has done this at some point, which is to take Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland and put them onto sides much below their ability. So Kylian Mbappe, I thought, needed a humbling experience, so I moved him to Alversburg, because Alversburg are the best side of the world anyway, and he would just make them a lot better. Newly promoted side. Yeah, like, if Alversburg weren't going to win the Dritter Liga already, they're definitely going to win the Dritter Liga now with Kylian yeah, Mbappe up to absolutely. Unless, of course, Erling Haaland has anything to say about it. Because, obviously, Bayern fans have wanted him in Munich for a very, very long time now. So I've, I've put him on 1860 yeah. Munich. I think I've understood what they wanted. I think that's what they were asking for, like, <laughs> yeah. where they said, bring him to Munich. I was like, ah, I get perfect. you. Yeah, so you, he's you, on 1860. You yeah, absolutely done what they wanted. Uh, he's also in Sky Blue still, so, you know, no change there. So they're practically <laughs> the same club. So that's the first two changes I've made. There are a few more I want to discuss on this podcast, and I, I, I feel I, like... Just, just before we move on, have you, like, yeah. locked them in? Have you, made like, given them, like, a transfer arranged in, like, 2025? Or... Oh, I, I haven't done that. I, I've just decided to put them on loans that cannot be terminated or oh, be okay. called. Um, so they're going through to like 2027 and then I'll just redo it. That's what I did last year. I, I decided to sort of enable the editor on one of my saves and I just kept moving Jack Grealish between random clubs just for no reason. <laughs> it just, I did it once and then I just did it again and again. I, I decided then midway through that save to put Marco Asensio and Roberto Firmino in Sunderland just for no reason. I just try, started to think of how much more difficult it would be for me to do well in the National League in, in this game if Jack Grealish just rocked up at Woking. <laughs> That'd be absolutely fantastic. And <laughs> Oh, I remember why now. With Asensio and Firmino, they were both transfer-listed by Liverpool. So I was just like, you know what they should do? They should go to Sunderland. And so <laughs> I, I, I put them in a Championship Sunderland, 14th in mm. the table Sunderland, and just saw how they did. Firmino actually didn't play that well. He was like a 6.8. Uh, Asensio was a 7.3 and the best player in the championship for the most part. 
except for Jack Grealish. And <laughs> I, except for Jack Grealish, who was at who Bristol was, City. At the I'm time. trying to remember, and I I put him at I I sent him to Coventry, Luton. Who was the other one? Well, Cambridge, I think at one point. Coventry's Jack Grealish does kind of sound right. Yeah, it was it was like fun. like, like was if you fun. told me Jack Grealish played for Coventry, I'd be like, yeah, scanned. Did Jack Grealish play for Coventry? No, I think he played for Madison. Villa. Uh, I know he did. I know Madison. Did. Man- well, no, he went on loan to County for a bit, but I think that's his only loan that I know of. Yeah, it's the only one I can think of as well. And I'm sure we'll talk about Jack Grealish later because we'll be talking about who we need to sign for by Voif AFC Richmond. And <laughs> I, I want to get the real life counterparts of some of the most famous stars of the show. And uh, do, we, do we want to do that first, or we want to do the other thing, which is to make some bad decisions for Bayern? Because, like, it feels sometimes, as a as a passionate German football fan, it feels sometimes that the only way Bayern are going to be stopped if it's, if they start making really bad decisions. Because Dortmund aren't going to make right ones. <laughs> Please fire <laughs> in Terzic. I, I love the guy, but no, it's not working. So I, I thought we'd we'd make some bad decisions on their behalf. Uh, do we want to do that first, or do we want to do Ted Lasso? I say we I, I think with... making Bayern make bad decisions is an excellent idea. Yeah, yes. And what we're going to do, to be specific, is we're going to make Alex Tam Brown the manager of Bayern Munich, and he's going to make bad decisions <laughs> for us. Beautiful. Well, I've 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 got one already, which I really want to do. Though, feel free to suggest another option. That Manuel Neuer's good, but like. He's been at Bayern for a while now. Maybe he wants to go back to Schalke. I like that. I think I, 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 I agree. Humble. I'd love to return to Schalke. So okay, I'll be first thing then. Oh, don't move to I my club, think, Jesus! But I think Bayern Munich have a very, very strong and powerful tradition of hoovering up all the greatest talents from other teams in the Bundesliga. So I think Bayern Munich should spend five hundred million pounds on Nicholas Fulkrug. No, 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 you can't do that. I didn't tell you. Oh, God, two players man. I've turned into 200 um, current ability. One's that's, Nicholas Fulkrug. Can you guess who the other is? Is it Marvin Dutch? It's not Marvin Dutch. It's not a Verder player. It's not a player in so. the Bundesliga. Is it, a is it Nick McCutty? It's a St. Pauli player. No, it's not Nick McCutty. The only one I can think of. Well, the only two I can think of, I don't think play for St. Pauli anymore, and it's Rio Miyachi oh. and Daniel Kofi Kiera. Yeah, uh, Rio Miyachi left two years ago, and Chire left for Freiburg this year. It's uh. neither of them. I I think I could be wrong because I'm not watching the World Cup, but I think he played today. Uh, I don't know. Is it a Tunisian <laughs> no, player? No, he's a player I really like. A player who I've always said I wanted Leeds to sign when he played in England. He plays for St. Pauli. He's captain St. Pauli. Matty Cash. No, Matty (laughs) Cash. (laughs) What national team does Matty Cash play for? Poland. Oh, no, not them. (laughs) It's it's a really obvious answer. I, I don't know if he played. He might not have played. His team definitely played, and I know he's in that team. No, it's not. It's not not springing forward for me. Okay, do you want me to just say? Yes, please. Jackson Irvin. Oh, the yeah, him. Australian player who plays for St. Pauli. He, he might have played against Prime. He did, Prime, in fact, play. Not. Oh, did he? Oh, that's nice. Yes, that's the only thing I care about 
when it comes to and this he World got Cup. Substituted. But not before he scored five, right? You know, I'm not going to find uh, out any... Uh, look, before you say what you're going to say, I'm not going to find out regardless. So just say yes. He got substituted, but not before. Getting a yellow card. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to be <laughs> lying to. I'd score it. Oh, thank God. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds unlikely, but I also have no way to counter it. So I'm going to believe you. <laughs> 200 culpability, so, mate. It's, it speaks. <laughs> Yeah. So See, the best thing I, I I'm gonna pull back the curtain here uh, and reveal that while we're having a little bit of audio lag with Alex Town Brown at the minute, which meant that as he said that on my screen he was taking a long sip from a can, which is just hilarious. It looked like he was doing some kind of ventriloquism. The yeah, it it looks like something that would be on Britain's Got Talent if they got really really desperate for content. <laughs> Watch as uh, I speak whilst drinking from this spe- Speaking can. of running out of content, I think we should probably end the podcast. Should, should we do the, the other things next week? Because I was going to do Thomas Muller to someone, and then I didn't know what I was going to do for the rest of the team. But yeah, we can't have Nicholas Fulcrew for the 500 million to Bayern Munich because. Marvin Dutch for 500 million. Marvin Dutch for 500 million, okay. So. I, I will decide later on who who should who Thomas Muller should go to, but I think before we wrap up the podcast, we have to do a few of the big names at AFC Richmond going to Bayreuth, and I, I want to bring back the Jack Grealish thing because for me there is absolutely no way on this earth that Jamie Tart is not based off Jack Grealish. He, I mean, just he, is. Is. he just he is. He one hundred percent is. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to sign Jack Grealish. Uh, we need a Roy Kent. We need a hard hitting old defender. More, I, I know. Like oh, we're talking about how he's is he a he's, he's a centre back. I'm I'm sure he's a centre back. I, I I don't know. I haven't actually watched the TV show. I'm just asking because he's straight. If he's a Roy Keane parody, Roy Keane was a midfielder. That's all. I think he's I, I very think loosely he's... based off Roy Keane, but he's also not based off Roy Keane. Yeah, I think he is a centre back in the in the. I'm TV sure show. he's a centre back. Yeah, so we need oh, an Nicholas old... Otamendi. Nicholas Otamendi. Can't imagine him like... speaking in a South London accent. No, <laughs> I, f- I feel like we need to. We just need to be true. James Tompkins. James Tompkins is a good shout. Didn't Roy Kent like win everything though during his playing career? Yeah, but Gary Cahill's retired, Alex. Oh, yeah. Is you know, Phil Jagielka top... available? Because he's oh, 40. Yes. On the one and hand, Roy he's Kent not 40. quite Roy Kent in terms of talent. But on the other hand, he will be going to the Dritter Liga. So, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, he is available. He can get Phil Jagielka. Oh, I fantastic. This is, this so, Phil Jagielka and Jack Grealish... Which is a weird combination of players. Obviously, who's the most talented Mexican footballer at the moment? Preferably an attacking Ooh. player. God. Because we definitely need Danny Rojas. Football is life! Based on I, the I, World Cup game earlier today, and not very many people. Um, I, I don't know why. Lozano, probably. Whenever I see uh, Danny Rojas, 27. I just think of Darwin Nunes. Oh, I could do that. I mean, it's a stretch, but it kind of works because Uruguay. I mean, let's speak. let's face it; it's funnier if there's better players. Oh, because yeah, yeah just so, someone who would run around going football is life. 
if, that if was that's not Darwin Nunes trying to get his thing. confidence up, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, okay, so, so Darwin Nunes. He's got Nunes, hair as well. Yeah. He's got a hair. Darwin Nunes, Phil Jagielka, Jack Grealish. Who who are we missing so far? Oh, there's the Nigerian who actually Samuel takes us. Do you know what? It's, he, he likes taking a, an ethical stance, doesn't he? So really what we're looking for is a former St. Pauli player, Daniel Kofichuere. Yeah, I'm sorry, but surely it's Bukayo Saka. Oh, is it Bukayo Saka? Right winger, just lovable all around the pitch. Fair enough. I, I still like haven't that. watched Ted Lasso. Oh, it's such so, a good show. It, I binge watched it over like two days. I, I was I was stunned because like I, I, I'm guessing we all know it, it started off as two NBC commercials to yeah. promote them getting Premier League coverage. But like I, I am stunned they was a, they were able to turn two adverts with a fairly shallow one dimensional character into one of the best comedies in my opinion of all time. I just it's, I absolutely adore it. It's my favorite show ever. It's won Emmys. Like it's won Emmys. Yeah. And like I, I, the, none of the characters are inherently dislikable. No. I'm, like that's the thing it masters most for me. Is that everyone's or, or except for like I forgot her name in Rebecca's ex wife. Uh, ex wife, ex husband. Ex husband, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was so so busy trying to remember what she was called in the show, Hannah Waddington, that I just lost all sense of who the other character yeah. was. Uh, so I must say it impressed me with how how good a show it was. Like Yeah. It, my mum and dad watch it. Like, I, I, it it's sensational. What? So anyway, Darwin Nunes, Pacayo yeah. Saka. And I think you should be able to Manchester United. Uh see I wanted to keep him in Germany. I was oh, thinking he's always been used to wearing red and white, hasn't he? Mm. on Berlin. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. And plus, they need a replacement for Max Cruiser. They do not need a replacement for Max Cruiser. They they sorted that out forever ago. (laughs) Who is the replacement for Max Cruiser, though? Just winning. Winning is the replacement for Max Cruiser. Well, they've gone... They've they've changed formations. They don't have a Max Cruiser player anymore. They just have Jordan Sibachu and Gerardo Becker just destroying everyone with speed. I don't think you need anything more than that. No, no. Anyway, Brilliant. that's probably the end of our Football Manager podcast. Yes. And then I'll tell you what other changes I've made, because I've not made any other changes yet to the editor nice. save. So anyway, you've tried to finish the show two times now. Mm-hmm. Third time's the charm. I will let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the end of our Football Manager podcast, considering we spent the last 15 minutes talking about AFC Richmond instead. Um, thank you very much to Alex Woodward and Alex Town Brown for coming on, as always. Oh, thank you for having me. They, they both you. did salutes. This is an audio-only format, Alex. Um <laughs> I wasn't expecting uh, you to expect me to say anything, so I just sort of <laughs> motioned to I've, you. I've spoken enough. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for to Kevin McLeod for putting in free music on the internet that we can use at the start and beginning of the, at the beginning and end of this podcast. Uh, thank you to you for listening, wherever you found this, on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, and We'll be back at some point in the future when we can be bothered to sit together on a call again. That's it. See? Oh, I was going to do a bit where we, at the start of the show, where we said how many hours of Football Manager we've played. 
Should we do that now at the end? I mean, if you want, but it's it's not a lot. Yeah, and it will, that's fine. I, I will spoil it for you. It will never be as much as yours. Like, yep. my mine multiplied by like a factor of five will probably not reach like half of yours. Can't believe you're not going to reach a thousand hours for the a thousand hours podcast. Oh, I, I'm. I'll be honest. I misunderstood the title because I didn't realize. I thought you meant a thousand hours combined. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Each. It's it's still a better idea than what. Whatever the ones were. I really so, like the name. I have played 374 hours of Football Manager 2023. <laughs> I have not actually played that many hours of the game. I uh, This is most, like, a solid 90% the game being open in my la- in the la- background of my laptop like it is right now. I'll, I'll, I'm also going to admit to, to this happening as well. The amount of times I don't realise I've left it on. When I've gone to do I, I imagine things. if I closed the game and reloaded Steam, it would equal out to more like 200 hours, maybe. I imagine the same. I'm on currently 342. That is a few hours. Uh, tell us in the comments how many hours you've played a Football Manager for so far this year, and we'll see you at the next podcast whenever we record it. Goodbye. Bye. Happy December.